0: Picks it out towards the big rough. When Thomas was in the front spot that time, ball hits the deck, handball over the top. Martin, he couldn't quite trap it, but had the skill to go after it again. Make that three, make that three, you little beauty. He's a superstar, Cole Martin, and he slams through his first on the beginning. Bruce Savory's grass. Who's going to claim the ball? It's just falling out of hands. Now, can we have a shot at goal? It's against Smythe. It's Spike! He's picked it up, and he's just put it on the left. And the big... It's all laid out for Kilsyth to cruise through to Division 4 finals, whilst Donvale look to bounce back from their disappointing effort with a trip up to Mount Waverley to take on the minor premier favourites, Waverley Blues. Division 1 has the easiest tipping round of the year, whilst the Basin enter a sudden death encounter with Templestowe, and it's 1v2 and 3v4 in the top flight. Welcome to the Deakin University weekend forecast. I am Matthew And Joining me today, it's a bit of a, a unique duo. We've got Scoops, Joshy Ward, he's still... Still going strong, a regular on the podcast and Blake Tennant <laughs> becoming even more semi-regular. Just the three of us today, so it could be a bit more succinct, but not less entertaining, Josh. No, definitely
1: not less entertaining, especially when we've got Tonsil's Tennant, Well, he is a scoops, man who makes everything Ward, funny. And Scoops Ward over here too, but yeah, another massive weekend coming up. Very excited for all div- all divisions and yeah, can't wait to get stuck into it.
0: Have you got any more Scoops while we're on it, mate? Uh, unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, no. That's, that's, that's all right. That's all right. Well, we'll... We we won't get straight into them, but what, sorry, Park, they've got a big opportunity and we'll talk about it later on, but they've got a big opportunity to actually mm-hmm. get the double chance, which is where we all thought they'd get eventually, but yeah. it has all played out for them. So a, a, a relatively big weekend. They must be excited.
1: Yeah, they're pretty excited from from what I heard as well. And yeah, it is, it is definitely a big weekend. A big opportunity
0: if all goes according to plan. You never know, but yeah, massive opportunity for them. And then Blakey Tennant. Um, obviously, I said there that Division One—it's pretty. I'd back myself to tip five this week in Division One, um, and when we do get to your Montros, which again we don't have to talk about them for length right now, but when we do get to them, similarly to Killcith, all they have to do is just not stuff up, um, and they should well at least get an opportunity at making the top five.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a big game. Like we talk about, I think every game is a big game. Uh, for Montrose, of course, but yeah, looking forward to the weekend, and uh, we just need to keep winning. I guess that's the same. Just, just keep winning and get the four points. I guess so. Yeah.
0: Interesting. You don't actually need to win this weekend; you just need Croydon no. to lose. But, but we'll get onto that in I, a second. Need momentum, though. You do need yes. momentum, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I promised that we wouldn't get too much into <laughs> Montrose, and he's already dragged me. <laughs> in <As laughs> he Let's start in the Premier Division, and as I mentioned, it's an interesting round one v two, three v four. Now, we would obviously usually start with the one v two game, but given it's the uh, easily a match of the round. Tomorrow, uh, we pro- probably leave that one a little bit um, for the guys on pregame to, to sink their teeth into that one. Of course, Blake, will be riding Boundary Side too at Pat Right Senior Oval. You ever got? A kid? You haven't played out of Pat Wright before, have you, Blake? Um, I've been there when.
2: Obviously, my choice being Div One, Premier of course, yeah. then. so it's it's a big oval. So, yeah, yeah, Why Don't know if it'd suit your style. Of it's play. Meant to be Used to be, suit
0: mine as meant, a as an outside play. It's
2: meant to be raining too, so hopefully there's like a little box is it? We, yeah, it's, is it's meant,
0: meant to be raining. I 70%. think no, Noble's all right for that. Yeah. You'll be in the pub anyway, mate, in the <laughs> in the bullring. Club uh, Noble, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Club Noble. Uh, let's get into this game though. Ballwin and Doncaster reach so third versus fourth and. There are two sides that you're a little bit. Dis- we spoke on um the Monday recovery that you know even though it's the top six this year, the top five is actually so clear that you sort of feel um not not, not annoyed. But if there was ever a year to just stick with the top five, it was probably this one, given um the clear to five, Josh, and it probably would have these two sides would have much preferred that because one of them would have finished third. But um, Baldwin put down a marker last week. They yeah were really impressive, beating Noah Park comfortably in the end, Josh, especially in the second half and. They're starting to track like they were in 2021. You know, they, before we, the season was finished, they hit some nice form. They were starting to score a lot more. They had a, a really good attacking trident. Um, they were scoring from back half um, when Tom Freeman was back in the side with Pendlebury. They had these two intercept defenders, um, and now Matt Casey's back in that fold. So everything's building really nicely for them, and they've only lost one game since Queen's birthday. So, And they've beaten South Croydon, Noble, and... They beat Doncaster in that run as well. So, everything's looking pretty good for the Tigers.
1: Yeah, they've got plenty of momentum now. And, yeah, like you touched on, we all see what, we've all seen what they can do with that momentum. And it. I reckon it just continues now because they've got some massive ins. Chris Pendlebury back into the lineup. Jeff Goebbels, as, as Rock had mentioned. Well, on that's, the Monday, that's massive,
0: isn't it? Like yeah. he's He played, I think, a quarter. On Good Friday, he was in the track suit at halftime, and and probably look, I, I can't remember what the actual injury was, but I'm sure he might have tried a bit more if they were, you know, if the game was a bit closer. But the game was run and done by about halftime anyway. That game, so he was in the track suit, but you know, two games in the reserves back in. You yeah. know, it's been a long way back for him.
1: And he's kicked three goals as well in those two games. So he comes in in decent form. And they've got two players from Port Melbourne as well. The borough have the buy this week. Jesse Cucinotto, who's who's already played one game, has put together a pretty decent se- pretty decent season for the borough. But one massive inclusion is ex-St. Kilda player Eli Templeton. He and, is-
0: and don't forget Tom McCaffrey as well. So they are five ins this week, and McCaffrey... Cuchinotta, Templeton, Goebbels and Pendery, that's that's a bloody <laughs> decent five.
1: And Templeton as well. He just he's just gonna add so much more to that midfield and probably nullify, you know, Doncaster East true So are they cup. both Port Melbourne? Yeah, Cuchinotta and, and McCaffrey
0: Templeton. is Richmond, is I he? I think
1: maybe Co- I think he's Collingwood maybe. Is he? Yeah, yeah. yeah is Collingwood, Collingwood
0: as well, and he was a late call up last week yeah. after that a cover case. Um Nathan Oaks and Yaron Jaffa-Williams are out. But, yeah, you look at the five coming in. If there was ever a week for those two to miss, it was this week, isn't
1: it? Yeah, and Templeton as well. He's just been killing it this year. He's averaging 26 disposals. In the VFL? In the VFL, 26 disposals. Five, I think of five... Five tackles and five marks a game as well, and kick, getting on the scoreboard as well, kicking eight
0: goals. And that'll season. be crucial in this game, won't it, Blake? Because Ball and, ball and Vizzy Park and, and Zerbis as well, they're not massive grounds. So players that can dominate the midfield, like Templeton there and kick goals, um, just add that extra firepower on a small ground.
2: Oh, definitely for sure. And, like, you want to be building, like, the momentum, especially with those two players that we've listed, VFL listed players, you know, you, you know what to expect. with them. And, and yeah. there's
0: a different – there's two types of VFL listed, isn't there? There's VFL yeah. listed and then there's starters um, yeah. and, and guns like Templeton and so yeah. on.
2: Yeah, so you you really want to be building. Like, we're up to round round 16 now for Premier. So, I think now this is the time where you need to, you know, focusing. yes, we've got finals coming up, but you don't want to be, sh- like – like, in form now. Like, you want to start in form, like, coming in about... I bet, I, I'd shoot. say
0: now's the time to click, yeah. especially yeah. especially but, for these two teams that it is... Well, the loser definitely won't be able to make top three, but even if, let's say, ball and win, they still have to then beat Roville to... Well, beat Roval and need Noble to probably... They need Roval to win this weekend and then they need Noble to keep losing or, you know, there's a lot of yeah. things. So it's, I think it's as much as I think Baldwin are the second best team, It's I think it's unlikely they'll get top two. So both these sides probably need to start yeah. that run of form a little bit earlier, Blake, because they won't have a second chance.
2: Yeah, definitely for sure. Obviously, with the top two system coming into the to the league, I think it was last year, brought in last year as well. Um, but it's, I think now it's the time, I think, from my personal view, because like, you don't want to be coming into… Yeah, no, I agree. Know, yeah. Sorry, yeah. i misconstrued. Yeah. I, thought you, I thought you said they La. were still holding off. Now's La. the time, especially yeah.
0: with Goebbels back in.
2: Oh, it will be interesting yeah. to see
0: how much game time he plays. He's named in the four pocket. Um, it'll just be interesting to see how much time… He actually gets uh, on the ground, or or if he just stays deep and, and limits the running and and so on. It, it, talk about Doncaster East, though, because I feel disrespectful if we don't if we're sort of talking like they're they're not near ball and they are. They, they're a bit interesting because they've they've been on a really impressive run as well. Um, but there's probably just a couple more doubts um, over uh, there. Maybe their reliance. There's still a couple of players yeah. when you look at the team list that aren't of the level of Baldwin, especially this week. With you know, I look at Baldwin's team list, there's not a player on there you know, that I really think is, is not at least a B a B B-plus <laughs> player, um, and that's probably being harsh to them. But, yeah, the Doncaster East have, have lost just the one game since round six, um, which was to Baldwin, um, and they've improved defensively in the past five weeks as well, considering just 52 points per game uh, across the month of July. Nick Fletcher, Simon Watt, Sam Gold return, Mitch Ryan... Joshua Bird out, so Simon White coming back in. That is, that's crucial because it's going to be a big job for the three guys down there. Because someone's going to have to go to Hayley, someone's going to have to go to Lyons, someone's going to have to go to Goebbels, and I see Matthew Casey's named at center Ford. So looks like Rodney's going all out.
1: He definitely is, and yeah, definitely no disrespect to Doncaster. They've put together a great a great season, despite yeah, despite all the troubles that they have had. But yeah, I think this is going to be a massive test for them. I don't I don't think they you know have all their players, I don't think, whilst they're pretty good, they're not at the quality, I'd say. Some of them aren't at the quality of ball. And I think it'll all come down to, you know, their bottom six their bottom six players, which whilst it's been
0: a problem... I think, I think that'll decide the flag because there's no team in this division because you could argue in Division 1 and, and those sort of divisions that the star power is so good in some of those teams that it'll blow others out of the water. But in this whole top... Six in Premier Division, it's going to come down to the second rung of players, isn't it? Because yeah. because the top rung of each side, I guess Baldwin's team's a bit unrealistic because neither of those two of their stars on, on Saturday probably aren't going to play finals. I don't think they can legally. Not legally, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'm, <laughs> sure, I'm sure there wouldn't be a court order if they did, but... <laughs> yeah. um, You know, like, but every team's probably got probably about six to 10 A grade players that it is going to be decided by your bottom six.
1: Yeah. And I don't think, yeah, this week, this week that Doncaster East do have that, you know six or eight players that can match it up to to the bottom six or eight Baldwin players as well. So that might cause that whilst, you know, they're a very talented lineup, I don't think they can match it up to, you know, those bottom players can match it up to Baldwin's bottom players.
0: Yeah, I think it's just a bit unfortunate, isn't it, for them, Blake? And again, I'm not ruling them out because with the likes of DeLuca, feel and James Appleby's mm-hmm. having a great year, um, Jack, Whe- uh, Jake Wheatling on the wing, uh Daniel Scalia yeah, played back in the side last week. Jack Shalakis having a great year that we spoke about. They've got Sam Rowe down there who can kick a bag and, and could cause headaches for Baldwin as well if he gets on a roll. We're not saying that there's no chance, but it just seems unfortunate that they're coming up against Baldwin's absolute, probably strongest 22.
2: Yeah, look, I think they've definitely been... a. The- I reckon they'd be the biggest riser, you would say. like,
0: Well, yeah, you know, they finished bottom last yeah. year when the season ended. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. So, them and Roeville. Yeah, so I reckon, yeah, them and Roeville would definitely be the biggest uh, surprises coming up. And, like, they've been credit to them. They've been fantastic, I reckon, this year. Like, with, with the players that you've just uh, mentioned there, Matt, and I, I want to see how they test against ball Like, this would be a huge test, you would think. And yeah. to go into and Oval and, um, you know, challenge them.
0: And, yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think yeah. that, like I so said, both of us are pretty similarly Size it'll be a big win because you would suspect. Oh, I'm not sure if they will actually cross paths in finals. It's it's a weird one. They probably actually they probably will. They in that second week if they finish three and four both win their elimination finals, they probably will play off again at Bayswater. Um, if Mm. if the ladder stays the same, but both sides, whoever wins this one, um, if they keep winning. And win their remaining games, they could possibly sneak into the top two if things fall their way.
2: But isn't isn't their uh, their uh, elimination final at Central? One so yeah.
0: the, the side that finishes fourth will play oh, at okay. Central. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the winner so one one and two have the week off and then play yep. each other. So the winners ah, yep. of the yep. two elimination gotcha. finals play each other. So they may meet again in the in the second week of finals. These two teams and look, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be high scoring. Um, Baldwin, mm-hmm. as we as we've noted, are, are pretty keen to kick goals, and you look at that front. Six that front half, you know the other the other fours we didn't name. There were Bowen Smith and Alex Urban. So <laughs> again, <laughs> decent footballers. So um I think Bowen are going to come out and try to kick a big score. And Doncaster East, whenever we've seen them or watched highlights, Josh, they like to kick a big score too. And it could become a bit of a shootout. Although it's meant to rain tomorrow, which might put a bit of a damper yeah, on it.
1: I still think it'll be a shootout, and I reckon that would probably suit Bowen more. So I, I think, think tomorrow, the- yeah,
0: yep, yeah, it's. It's, interesting. it's just, I don't know, I, this time I, I think everyone will come with me when I say that I look at Bourne's 22 and see, don't see how they can lose.
1: Yeah, if it was last week though, if, if it was last week, I would have probably backed Doncaster East. But well, given Doncaster
0: East. East before then have been one of the only teams to properly beat Noble because Noble's losses have come sort of obviously round one, then they randomly got smashed by Doncaster East and yeah. then randomly got smashed by Ball,
1: yeah. And they've also defeated Roeville as well. Doncaster so, East, yeah, yeah, in don- yeah, in recent times as well.
0: So, yeah. Yeah. I think, and talking to a couple of people around the Premier Division, Don Cacerese is still, like I said, that's why they're a bit of an enigma. They're, they're the unknown because they lost to Park Orchards, admittedly, with, with people out. Um, but they also, like you said, they've beaten Roville, but then they've lost to Ball. Like, it's a weird way to read them. They're, they're a danger team for a Noble. Clearly, they match up well against Noble. They did the job over Roval. If Ballwin can get them twice, does that move Ballwin higher up the... Sort of power rankings, or or is it just that certain sides are going to match up better against certain I teams? I think
1: it's probably yes, yeah, and sides matching up uh, against better set teams. You know, we've seen in other divisions like Mulgrave doing the double yeah. over South Belgrave. That's probably because they're they're probably much better. Well, match up well with the same well, because it all be, figured out yeah, a, a figured game plan happen and I reckon yeah, it it, it would. Yeah, whilst it might push them up a little bit, I think they probably, you know, have the better of the matchup on them, so.
0: Yeah, it's let's get the tips. I've had Bowen winning the flag from Day Dot Blake, and I'm going to tip them again tomorrow. I'm a lot more confident as well after those ins. I
2: reckon ball like a close one. I reckon 13 plus, I
0: reckon. Points? No, I mean like 13 to 20. Like that's okay. what
2: margin
1: yep. 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 Um Yeah, probably a similar margin to Blake Baldwin for me. So
0: uh, Baldwin all round, but... Hopefully, Doncasterese people don't take offence to that because it's one of those things. Yeah. I, I don't think either result would surprise me, yeah. and I just think and the the loser though will likely have to play South Croydon now mm. in an elimination final. And the form they've been in, then I think you want to avoid them in that first week of finals. <laughs> oh, definitely, 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 definitely. So let's get another the game: Noble and Roeville. It's um, so Roval actually have the chance now a couple of weeks ago I was talking about how they were the susceptible side to drop out of the top two Blake but last week they got another win and Noble dropped one to, to Baldwin so if Roval can actually win tomorrow a couple of things have come out of it they'll have won both games against Noble Park who many top people think are the number one ranked team so that would probably be your likely grand final opponent and two they'll probably lock in top two because it would make it incredibly hard for them to fall out they would have to lose to Berwick to fall out after that
2: yeah definitely And I think Roval as well I think I know Ray. Ray's been around here and he's. He'll be listening, it. mate. He'll be listening. Yeah, and I, I honestly think that Roeville just everyone's just giving him like you know no, no chance, you know, and all this. But mm. I mean there's no chance. I think yeah. skeptical would yeah. be the word. Yeah, but I think they've been really well, and I think if they win today, as you touch on, I, I, I can't see them losing the minor premiership. Well, to be fair, yeah.
0: yeah, I think they, they would, yeah. they would get. So then that you would assume they would then beat Berwick. Yeah. And that would yeah. get them to would that get them to 60 points Josh, which means the only way to really lose the minor premiership. Yeah, 60. The only way to lose the minor premiership would be for Noble to well uh, uh, they wouldn't be able to lose it actually yeah. I think. So yeah, yeah if Josh uh, sorry, Blake's right, they win tomorrow that not only they they get the lock in the top 2, they get the minor premiership which it probably means nothing in Australian sport but it's still a nice yeah. Accolade. Yeah, it definitely yeah. is a nice accolade,
1: especially given well where myself and Ryan rated them and where they finished last. Yeah, well, season even so. even
0: I had them finishing like ninth or tenth, I think. I didn't have them going down, but like, yeah, you know what I mean. I, so I don't think there's no one. I don't think anyone out there genuinely, outside of Roeville people, probably genuinely had them threatening finals, yeah. let alone the minor premiership. I reckon. I
1: definitely do think they can threaten finals, though. They've got plenty of well, talent. You, for, you
0: win the minor premiership, you're you going through. They play yeah. and they play a. it will be interesting to see them live, but from all reports, they just play this style where you're just constantly harassing your opponents, and then, that's that sort of. I hate the term, but finals like plays in it, Blake, where, yeah. where it's it's not about being you know 100 accurate and and so on and being precision. It's about just playing a fairly a game style that has room for error. It's not about being exact in your ball use. It's about just bring stuff you can definitely control and that's how hard you run how hard you pressure and how hard you tackle. It's something that's very easy to control no matter what the situation.
2: Yeah. And also, you, you want the full pressure up as well. And like we all saw last week, they went by, what was it, 110 points, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So you can definitely tell their pressure's definitely up. And it, it's a complete different game plan to what we probably saw last year, you would say. And um, it's really shown that as
0: well. So Yeah, different game plan, maybe yeah. just different personnel. The, the, the yeah, VFL I mean, players they signed... I think we didn't expect them to play as much footy as they have. Yeah, definitely not. But, yeah, so let's do the tips. So, uh, Blake, I'll, we'll save ours. Uh, yeah. So, it's just scoops because you're on tomorrow, aren't you? You're down the boundary, yeah, like I said. Yeah, so, we'll yeah. save ours.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm up in the middle of no, uh, nowhere, you could
0: argue. Right, um, don't, we don't speak about other leagues on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: Roval. I'm back in Roval. Roval, okay. That'll be good for those fans here. The other games, there's one down the bottom of the ladder that really interests me. Not because I sort of suspect that. So it's North Ringwood and Doncaster. So for Mm. the Sharks, it's their last real winnable game. So they'll have something to play for there. They'll want to get to six wins for the year. Um, But for North Ringwood, it's massive, Blake, because if they win this, all all of a sudden there's a playoff with Berwick in the last round. And the way Berwick have been going, they really look like they're running out of legs. You know, they're a young side. You know, they they were impressive at the start of the year, but clearly things are starting to hit them. You know, if North Ringwood get the win tomorrow, all of a sudden I'd actually back them to beat Berwick with momentum. The the way it works, but Doncaster have been pretty impressive all year. Have taken it up to a number of better sides than North Ringwood. Of course, they were the only team to beat Roville for a period of time. So, it is hard to tip against Doncaster. But the uh, the the writer and me would would like North Ringwood to win.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think you know who would have thought that uh, North Fremantle would, would actually be still in yeah. the comp. Like.
0: well, given they only won their first yeah. game two weeks ago. Yeah, but
2: now they're actually on track to actually keep their season alive and stay in, uh, pre- like, still in uh premier comp. And this it, would be a massive day if they could get up this week um, against you know Doncaster. Well, it'll
0: be a massive night, I think, either way. Because oh, if they lose, yeah. it's lose. It's party time, regardless. Yeah. <laughs> if they if they win, it's it's slightly less party time because you're still in. I,
2: I, want, to know, I want to know how many uh, beers were left over when they beat Vermont a couple of weeks uh, ago. I don't
0: think many, mate, no, but that's no, not yeah, the too. topic in this yeah, conversation. Anyway, we just yeah, elude. We don't yeah, say. Yeah,
2: But um, no, nah, um, nah, I think it'll be great contest. I think it be a great challenge for both clubs. Obviously, Doncaster played some pretty good football. I think they knocked over Roval, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they were the yep. first team to yep. knock over Roval. Yep. So they've, they've also... They've you know, one of the scalpers coming around in, in a comp, you would say, and I'm looking forward to this game. Um, I can't see North Ringwood, but I think with the class of- it's,
0: it's, if it's, I think if it's wet, it'll favour Doncaster, it, yeah. especially, yeah. I'll, I'll look at their team sheet, but i put out a stat during the week that, um, so Jack Marm back in, Mark Jamar, Jake Spencer, a name to come back in, but there's an extended bench, a very extended bench uh, for Doncaster, but put a stat at during the week, the North Ringo to the number one handball side by like 2,000 handballs. So that might be that sort of overpossessing young guys, you know, under pressure, just keep flicking it around, I don't want to take the tackle. But it also shows that they like to play on yeah. and and sort of, you know, yeah. excite. So if it's a ra- – if it, at Quambe that works, but if it's a rainy day, and it depends how much it's raining. If it's just going to drizzle every round and again, it doesn't really matter. But if it's going to pour down all day, that probably suits Doncaster, who are a bit more – Physical, a bit more contested, and, and play a simpler game plan, Blake.
2: Well, I had a look at the weather um, today, and it said about seventy percent chance of rain. So. Yes, but
0: yes, but seventy ch- percent chance of rain means one drop. It's yeah. I'm talking about the, the volume of rain.
2: Yeah. So who knows? It's it's Marvel, so we don't understand. That's a good point. That's <laughs> yeah. a very very good so, point. So who knows? We actually might get force for so four four. So four four to
0: six mil, which yeah. is. If it was cricket season, that's a lot, but in footy season, Josh, that's no. not actually that much rain and it could all come by 10 a.m. So I, where, where are we thinking with this one? Like I said, the romantic in me thinks North Ringwood, but I think Doncaster have played good enough footy this year to say that they should go in handy favourites.
1: But they would be a bit downed after a disappointing performance against Norwood, Norwood. the week before um, and at home too. But I, I think, yeah, they've put together a, a, great, a great season and, Uh, I'd be backing them to get the win. Okay, Black?
0: Doncaster. So we're all going Doncaster. So, unfortunately, for North Ringwood fans, we've got you guys finishing your season tomorrow. The other games, Berwick and Blackburn. um, Well, Berwick can actually finish North Ringwood season too if they get a win. Obviously, they drew Mm -hmm. with Blackburn the first time around, but the Burners are a different side now. We're a bit more confident in them. They've played some pretty good footy. You know, they only lost to Doncaster East by four goals last week. And for them, they. They're not technically a shorter finals, but Norwood and Vermont are the only two that look like they can beat them, and Vermont and Norwood, probably their run home doesn't mean they're going to get there. So Blackburn are pretty much a shorter final, so they just need to get that momentum going that you were alluding to, Blake, with three strong wins, and they should get the first one here.
2: Yeah, definitely. Well, it's a bit of a trip going to... uh, It is a bit of a trip. It's It's
0: not... two hours, but it's a 45-minute 45 45, trip. Yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes a, a good drive.
2: Yeah, nice little down, down the coast, you would say. Down,
0: down, yeah. down the coast? Yeah. The down coast. the coast. I don't think you've ever been to Berwick, Mike. Down east Lincoln. I think Glenn Gambetta er, and the crew down to Berwick would be very happy to be uh, down <laughs> the coast. That might be their new marketing pool when they're in the recruiting <laughs> market.
2: Yeah, but no, nah, I think, yeah, we, I mean, we, we saw Blackburn, of course, with... Uh, they only lost by about three to four goals this match on, um, touched on about, but I think they just need to build. Like, they're kind of like they just need to keep building momentum. I think uh, that's what they need to well, do. Well, that, yeah, that, yeah. They, mm.
0: and I think their last, so I think they've got Vermont, yeah. maybe Park Orchards. I'm not entirely sure yeah, who their second last Park game is. Richards, yeah. um, mm. Scoops will get on that quickly in Berwick. Yeah. So they should win all three games, yeah. I'm pretty confident of. And then. It's, it's about winning them and making sure they're winning them well, that when they do come up against either a ball and a Doncaster East or a Noble, that they're in some sort of form, Josh. Berwick Park it's firm on their yeah, last three there games go. as well. So yeah, yeah. You know, I should have backed yeah. myself in.
2: But, but Parkour just played very well at home, so it also could… Yeah, well, you know, I think Park yeah. just
0: starting to fall into that camp of yeah. tired after their first year in Premier and they, there's nothing to really play for. Yeah. As much, um, as, it's, as much as when you're on the field trying to win, there is that subconscious thing of like, Am I going to go for that fifty fifty ball when yeah. you know I don't really yeah. need to? <laughs> there's
1: a bit. To, there's a bit to play here for. But I reckon a bit more for to, for Beric to play. No, absolutely, here,
0: because they one more win just well even seals it up. Even a draw, another draw would seal it up because yeah. it would their percentage is so much better than North Ringwoods. Yeah,
1: so I I wouldn't be surprised if Berwick or get the win or, or it's a draw, but I, I'm. Back, backing Blackburn just Yeah, the only thing,
0: uh, Ryan Batty's not, not named, Tyler Faulkner out, but um, Luke Conker returns for Blackburn along, along with Liam Murphy. So, yeah, just another one where, yeah, you wouldn't, again, another one where Berwick have a lot to play for, but Blackburn just need to start need to start getting some form because, like we said, they need to be hitting that final game or that first final against probably Baldwin or Donnie Easton in uh, some pretty decent form if they're going to take it up to them. Uh, the other game, South Croydon and Vermont, it's another big dog's win, Josh, I think, unfortunately, for, for Vermont, who got that win last week. But South Croydon have kicked 20-plus goals the last three weeks. Uh, they're settling in nicely to their little stretch here at Cheong Park, and they should hit finals with a healthy percentage. And if they just keep winning and everyone else trips over themselves, they might end up being third or fourth rather than fifth.
1: Uh, yeah, this is – we talk about – again, we're going to bring up the point of momentum, and they're – Full of momentum now, are the Bulldogs, and they'll just want to continue. They'll want to go for a big victory here. Yeah, Vermont. They did get the victory, just yeah, because they got some players back, and that might you know lift the mood up and give them a bit of confidence. But yeah, at Cheong Park, with the way South Korean are playing there, it, it seems unlikely. So not not
0: many outs either for Vermont, which will which will um. The Matt Jones is out with another little hammy nick. Uh, for South Croydon, which is a bit of a worry—not not the severity of it, but the frequency of them—but yeah, South Croydon should win that one comfortably. And then the last one, Park Orchards v Norwood. I think if Norwood win and Berwick win, like the, all of a sudden they're a chance of sneaking into finals. But they almost don't want to make it. Like like yeah. like, it's almost like what's the point of making it? They're make not they're not up to Blackburn. Have proven with that win over Baldwin and last week with Doncaster East so they're there actually. You know, and they've been quite close to Noble and Rover when they've played them. So Blackburn have shown that whilst they're off the pace, they're a chance of making something happen in finals, where I think if Nord were to somehow fall into finals through the chance of Blackburn completely... Bottling it. Bottling it. And Norwood somehow producing uh, um, a couple of wins to getling in. It would almost be a waste of their time without being harsh. <laughs> yeah,
2: and also making up the numbers as well. So, um, But last time, these two sides, they played off in a thriller. They did. We were yeah. there, mate. Love yes. the game route. It was it was a very good game down at uh, Mullum Mullin Reserve. So I'm hoping for another I, I, I'll
0: be honest. I think Norwood should win this comfortably because they're, they're actually – close to their best 22 though, mm. you know, like, so Dixon's back, this will be his third week back in, Jason Spurrell is, you know, he was their leading goal kicker last year, he's played, this will be his third game in a row in the side, you know, um, you look at the team on paper, it's starting, the only thing they're missing is that senior ruckman, but there's a bit of continuity in the side, Jamie Vanell was on half back, which I think is probably his best spot, you know, they're back, Griffin Everly, Tristan Tweedy and Dylan Atkins make up a pretty decent defensive sort of main key three there, Josh, so... I think Nord should win this one, I think comfortably. I think they're they're getting players back to to probably build to a good end of season. But
1: don't disregard the the Park Orchard stars, you know, you've got Dennis Armfield roaming the fo- forward line. Hopefully, he sticks down there because I reckon that's where he does his best there work. it was point of
0: contention on Monday. Brush thought he should spend more time in the midfield, but he's one of their leading goal kickers.
1: Yeah. Uh, Andres Everett as well. Mason B- Mason Blake, Blakey. They're missing a couple of Who players. Who I believe
0: won Mr. Park Orchards. <laughs> Do you know what Mr. Parker? Does his job? Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, did yeah. Blake explain it to us? <laughs> yes,
2: uh, it's pretty much. Are uh, we allowed to go into contents? Bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. keep it, yeah. keep it. ain't uh, down. Eighteen down. Yeah. 18 down.
2: Uh, so pretty much, you just—it's a dress up, but um,
0: well, it's dress down. I would say yeah, you're not really wearing much. Yeah. Well, you think of Miss Universe. But, sounds, but it's Mr Park Orchards.
1: That sounds. Are you there see, now? Yeah, You're there. All right. Mason Blakey, I believe We're won. Not, we
2: don't want to make it uh, <laughs> too obvious. Mason Blakey
0: won Mr Park Orchards, yeah. and uh, yeah. I believe Matt Sever Matt Sevier, won Mr Vermont. Talk Actually, changed his Instagram that. handle to Mr Vermont Twenty Two, so yeah. 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 he's talk proud of that. So there you go, two Premier Division that. Misters. Yeah. Talk about
1: going getting off track. We
0: could <laughs> have, we could have a best Mister. I think every club should do it, and then we have a Mister for Al Blake. keep that one under wraps. Yeah. Go on. That's Josh. a
1: possibility. you were talking yeah. about parkour. Yeah, I, they do have plenty of talent. Jay
0: Whitnish. Back, he's a good player. Jay,
1: uh, I don't. He's think in. He's His name yeah. is the rover. Yeah, and Mason, Mason Whitnish. She's also pretty good as well. But I think yeah. So who are you tipping? I'd be tipping Norwood though, just because yeah, they're getting players back, and you know, whilst they're still mathematically a chance, they'll you know want to build towards 2023.
0: I reckon.
2: Uh, I think for me, I think. I is that if, Domini? Yeah, but the thriller that we saw, I think Norwood, they should win. Yeah. But I'll go Norwood. No
0: surprise. So, all all Norwood, all around. So, really, the only... No one's got any differences, I think, across there. The only difference, well, we don't know who Blake and I are going to tip tomorrow.
2: But how's the oracle? We want the oracle? No, yeah. we do the oracle oh, at the I end. Can, do I the can. oracle at the end, oh. Blake. Oh,
0: you can tell he's a semi-regular. <laughs> uh, we're going to go to a Blake, uh, a Blake. We're going to go to a break here on the Deacon Uni weekend forecast. When we come back, we'll jump into Division 1 and Division 2. Well, we won't really talk about Division 1 because I think I could tip 5, uh, but we will talk about the basin and Temple Templestowe.
1: Eastland's new sporting precinct, the circuit, has arrived. Race into the circuit for customized kicks, giveaways, streetwear, new stores, and more. Visit eastland.com.au for more details. Joel's already this time. Joel wheels around onto his left, goes long inside 50, coming down just about half forward through the hands, going inside 50. They've got to try and get their hands on this fin. Brilliant! Can he kick the golf and Brownie has!
0: Welcome back from the Blake. It's the Deakin University weekend forecast. Matthew Fodia, Blake Tennant and Josh Ward in Division 2 now, which is uh, shaping up. It's probably the most exciting end to the season. Uh, in terms of finals, Josh, because, you know, as much as Division 4 is still slightly alive, we think there's a clear front-runner. Division 3, the top four are locked in. Division 1, there's an exciting race, but, again, I think everyone's sort of leaning towards Montrose probably getting there on form, um, and Division 1's, uh, Premier Division is pretty much locked in. Division 2, there is so much jeopardy still over who is going <laughs> to get fifth spot. Um, you know, the base and everyone just expected to eventually click into gear and get that fifth spot given the players on their list and given um, the expectations at the start of the year. But it's now their last chance. Uh, they're at home to Templestowe, and if they lose here, they can't make finals because mm-hmm. Heathmont and Templestowe face it out the next week. So if the Dockers were to beat the Basin and then beat Heathmont, they'd end up at 40. And if the Dockers win this week and lose to Heathmont, both Heathmont and the Dockers would be on 36, which is more than the Basin's 34 even if they were to beat Mulgrave, yeah. which is no certainty. So, it all comes down to this for the Basin. Um, they'll be thankful they're at home, though, because they've had a better winning record there. But that doesn't mean no. anything, given Templestowe's form and probably the, their list as well.
1: They, they won't mind playing at Batherham, I reckon. Despite it being a lot shorter than, uh, than Templestowe, it, it yeah, they've, you know... On those small grounds, all you'd need is pretty much key forward, a, a decent defender and pretty decent midfield. And that's what Templestowe have. You know, you've got Cameron Cloak just literally sit, sitting down in the forward 50. Michael Fogarty, Nick Batsanis, Jai Hardwick roaming through midfield. And then you've got Max On and Toby Ryan as, as well down back. So, yeah, it, that's... that. They won't mind playing out at Bellerum Reserve, and they do come in with plenty of momentum. I reckon this game as well. Yeah, it's definitely going to decide who finishes in fifth. But I don't see Heathmont, you know, defeating Templestowe if they do win, and defeating bill as well. So this is what, this match. Whoever wins here, it's going to decide
0: who finishes in fifth.
2: Yeah. So what we're doing, saying is pretty much it's do or die. You would say mm. so, uh, but yeah, not
0: you would say like, it is do or die it for is. the Basin, not yeah. necessarily for Templestowe, but. If the Basin win um, and they defeat Mulgrave, it will mean Templestowe can't make it. If the Basin win both their games, Templestowe can't make it, even if they beat Heathmont, um, and Heathmont would have to beat Eastville this week. So it, it's sort of it's it's so much for the Basin here that if they do win, they're almost not guaranteed, but they all of a sudden move into pole position. Yep. Um, but if they lose, they're done. It is so. It is the definition of do or do die. Do
2: or die. Yep. we um, you know we've touched on not about Templestowe's A graders as well, and. Cameron Cloak as well has been really dominant, you would say, for Templestowe with, with being the vocal point uh, for Templestowe uh, forwards. And definitely for sure, Basin will have their hands full uh, with the back line as well. And also you've got to watch out as well, we touched on with their star power midfield as well, that they've got as well. But, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a hard one. But I think Templestowe for me.
0: Yeah, Templestowe's midfield, like that's the thing. So Baderham obviously suits the Basin because of their strengths, their midfield. So. Yeah. And they've got like a lot of A graders in there that we've mentioned numerous times. So, you know, Hallo, Jaden G, Goomis, you know, we there's there's blokes that run through their burrows. So they can sort of bypass certain areas of the ground that they might be deficient in. Um, but that also suits Tempestar, you know, Fogarty, Batsanis, yeah. Toby Ryan, Jai Hardwick. Um, you know, they, they, they can also just bypass any deficiencies they may have. Um, Cloak will be important, but I don't think it'll be as important just because you full forwards at the base, it's quite hard to actually take hold of a game because if you do are winning it out of the centre, it can often go over your head um, mm. if you're not on the goal line. Um, but it's just no Alex Brown tomorrow for Templestowe. He's been really important in the ruck um, for them, so that, that might play into the basins' hands. Uh, yeah, I, no, this is another one where I wouldn't be surprised either way. You know, I... Yeah. I you know, I could see the base and, you know, if they won by 10 goals, it wouldn't shock me because we, we we know how good they can be and how much we expected of them. But then also, you know, I could see them capitulating here as well. You know, round eight, the Dockers were down by three or four goals at half time and ended up kicking nine goals to four in the second half. So I could easily, again, say Temple winning comfortably by five or six goals and it wouldn't stun me. No, nothing outside of maybe, a you know, an 80 to 100 point. I know I mentioned 80 before, but anything over 10 goals would shock me. But in terms of the winner... I i have no idea. I think I've got to go to temple Templestowe just on the form. Yeah. And to be honest, Templestowe probably out of the three that are still in it deserve it the most because Heathmont, mm. I don't know how they're in fifth. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, <laughs> <Yeah>. not, <laughs> I don't know how. No um, one knows how
1: they're in fifth. I they
0: probably don't even know. Um, you know, I know they've just sort of won games when they need to and they've beaten the Basin twice, but, you know, they haven't beaten anyone in the top four, Heathmont, mm. um, and they haven't been close to them really. one they got close to technically, it was probably South Barragove, but both times it's been poor conditions. And then Ringwood, they probably should have won way back in round three. But outside of that, not being close to anyone, like these two teams have tested, you know, that both of them mm. have beaten, Bro- haven't lost to Bronier. Um Templestowe probably have a better record against top four. So Templestowe really, I think, deserve it more.
1: Yeah, they definitely deserve it more. And, you know, they've also... Lost to a kick after the siren to Eastburg. Well, on the siren, not even
0: after, because McCutcheon played
1: on. Uh, They defeated Ringwood as well. South Belgrave, I think they've gone comfortably defeated the two times they faced them. But, yeah, I reckon they deserve it more, and they're in a red-hot form. Despite despite no Alex Brown, one player who could... Potentially step up into ruck, Marcus Cant- well He's Cantwell? yeah, he ca- he came across this season from Altham and played predominantly ruck out there for pretty much his whole career. And I reckon he can play a, a big role in ruck for the Dockers. And so,
0: so you are joining me with the Dockers. Yeah, I am back in. the am So Dockers and you were Dockers. the Dockers. So again, we're all in the green. It's, <laughs> it's a miracle. So it's nice, isn't it? There is not much debate, but uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting game. It, so the other game that has context for this one is Heathmont and East Berlwood. Like I said, so Heathmont are currently fifth because they beat Oakley by almost 200 points and that's probably the one thing that's got them ahead of Temple at the moment. Templeside, I think, both times didn't really capitalise as much in hindsight. They were the first team to play Oakley way back in round one and then and then obviously in round ten and probably didn't capitalise as much as other teams have but that's the the downside to playing the bottom side first. You don't know how much you're supposed to beat them by whereas Heathmont are obviously going there and, and knowing we can do this and, and capitalise on it, um, but as I mentioned before, Blake Heathmont, in term, they're sort of the, doing the business against teams below them, so they haven't, besides Mulgrave early in the year, I don't think they've really lost to anyone below them, they've beaten the Basin twice, they beat Templestone when they played them, obviously been Knox and Oakley both times, but then in terms of teams above them, like I said, Barone, like the average losing margin of Baroni is 10 goals, so against a side like East Berwood, you I don't really give them much of a chance, you know, they've got... Uh, they're, they're ins and outs this week. There's a couple of key ones. So Trent Wynn will get his first game uh, for the senior side. James McGill and Harry Eckert are in. Jordan Haynes is out. But East Berwood, whilst Connor Agnew and McCutcheon are out, they're still, I think, way too strong.
2: Yeah. I, I, I can't say East Burled, uh losing this game, to be fair. And, you know, I think you've really summarised it really well. Like with uh, Heathbott, they've really only beaten the, the sides below them. So, I think, for, he, yeah, like I said, I don't know how going are, really, the, the fifth spot, to be fair. Like, you know, I think they've, they've, they've got uh, smashed by Ringwood uh, one game a couple of weeks ago. Um, they, and they've lost to South Belgrave twice, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yep. Yeah. But um, well, they've beaten no one above them. Yeah.
2: So, I think, really, if they, they lose, you'd think season's, season's done.
0: Yeah. Why um, yeah. Yes. If the but, well, it's not technically because if they yeah. beat Templestone next week and Mulgrave do them a favour, you never know. But yeah. but like if you were, I think if outside, I'd, I yeah. I think I don't think they'll beat Templestone in current form. So yeah, no. at the moment, yeah. They, 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 but you never know. They, yeah. they, I think we've all got to take Eastbourne this. Yeah. yeah. Josh, just what you're get, thinking?
1: Yeah, I think East Eastbourne. They're just when when we saw them a couple of weeks ago against South Belgrave, they they deserved to win that day they it, it was just brief patches where south belgrave were able to come back and, and sneak the victory I, I reckon they're going to be a third cup finals and they're much better than heathbond so i'd be backing them to get the win
0: uh bronier and south belgrave so bronier got close last time they only lost by a goal and they clearly match up well against south belgrave but the the fact that south barry's grant so small might have helped bronier i think at tormoor You know, as much as the bigger grounds aren't really South Belgrave's preference, I think they should have enough on the outside to beat Baronia, Blake.
2: Yeah, I I think, uh, like, as you touched on, they both uh, match up pretty well, you would say. And uh, I just think with the class of South Belgrave, I think... They, they'll just stand up when it's needed most. And we touch on about brand-news ground, how big it is and, and all that. It's in great touch as well. I drove past it the other day, so it's in great touch. Perfect for uh, springtime, that's for sure. And, um, yeah, I think, for me, I think South Belgrade, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's under 30 points. I think, yeah, both ends will match up pretty well. I reckon well.
1: it's, yeah, I reckon they do match up pretty well, as evidenced by that match earlier in the season. A handy in for for South Belgrave Spencer Richards-West. He's been pretty good for them this season. And they're pretty much, I'd say, almost at full strength, just missing Taylor, Taylor Garner, really, who could come back maybe in the
0: final. And K for Black yeah, so. is out this week. So he's probably in their best 22 as well. But, yeah, I'd, it's hard to tip Baronia, isn't it, in this one? Yeah.
1: Whilst I'd like to see them get up, I just think, it'd probably be South Belgrave. They're just coming in with a bit of momentum too after a really impressive victory over Ringwood.
0: The other two games in this division are Ringwood and Knox, which is played this evening. So if if you're listening on a Saturday morning, that game's been uh, run and done. Uh, Ringwood will win comfortably. I don't... Mm. Like, Knox got a a really good win last week against Mulgrave, but they're not on Ringwood's level. Uh, And then Mulgrave and Oakley District, so Mulgrave will get a chance to bounce back, get their seventh win of the year over an Oakley side that will be... Yeah, just sort of re- resetting themselves and, and acclimatising to life in the EFNL. I don't think either of you have got any debates on those two. Nah, I'm
1: really curious well, yeah. how many yeah. people will go down the Jubilee uh, Park I'll tonight. Be What's there.
0: The, you'll be there while well, there's there, one.
2: Yep, yeah, I'll be there. To, I think they've got a members' uh, Red back dinner. So, I think... Uh,
0: Where aren't you a member? Well, we well, do a remember,
2: so I'm just plus one tonight. So <laughs> plus one. Oh,
0: yep. Yeah, um, what, what I am. <laughs> That's <laughs> very condescending, John. Yeah, yeah. Uh Okay, but when, no, but you don't have any qualm with me just assuming you're going to tip Ringwood and Mulgrave? Uh, I no. Think, yeah, no. Can't go past okay, that. Okay, let's yeah. go into that Division One round where I said anyone could tip five. East Ringwood, Upper Gully. Yeah, East Ringwood by mile.
2: I, don't, I think the wet weather, if it's rainy, I don't think they'll win by 100, but i put a... Six, oh, so, so you're tipping
0: them? Yeah, I'm tipping them.
2: Okay, six six to 80.
0: Okay, Moorabar okay. Croydon. Now, the, this is the only... Well, it's not the only one, but it's sort of like... Can Croydon pull one out of the fire here? Because if they win this one, that throws a cat amongst the pigeons because even though Montrose, if they beat Bayswater, would still go in with a chance to make the finals off the back of that last round game against Croydon, it would sort of upset the apple cart because we just assume they're going to probably lose comfortably.
1: Uh, I've got I've got one word for that. If they can get back into form here, no. It's the, the Moorbuck's side there. After that, you know, East Ringwood defeat. Whilst they've, they've shown they're vulnerable, they'll just, you know, Look to continue that that form, and yeah, it's hard for me to see. It's hard for me to see Croydon winning. Just again, it's all going to come down to those multiple options in attack, and that's something that the that the Blues don't have. So I reckon, yeah, it could be. I reckon I wouldn't be surprised if it got ugly out at Heights Reserve. I think it.
0: Mool-Buck should. Win that's. I, 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 that I honestly it. think it will get ugly. But Blake, can you say Croydon? No, nah, nah, nah. Okay, so again, so, so far we're on track to all tip five together. So, one turn to South Luda, this is another one that's got the slightest bit of jeopardy. So, one turn to Seth should bounce back. They're much better than Luda. They are much better than Luda, but Luda beat them um, with a come from behind performance back in round eight. And the Devils, this is their least favorite opponent. I said this back in round eight. Yeah. Stats bench mm-hmm. comes through for us every time um, with this sort of stuff. Of all the sides, one turn south have played in their long and illustrious history in the East Football Netball League. They just struggle to beat Lutala.
2: Yeah, I think it's it's at the LSO.
0: Yeah,
2: I think it's twenty-eight to three. I'm oh, be, sure. yeah
0: twenty or oh, twenty-nine to three, maybe yeah. after that one. It's a, it's yeah.
2: a it's crazy. I, I it, think, is yeah, it is weird. It is because um, obviously you know you want yourself a you know they're flying this year. I think they won six in a row before they played East Fremantle uh, last week. So yeah, it's a crazy stat. But I think with the class they have this year's side and you know Lillard they're beating games like don't get me wrong mm. Lillard have been mm. in games they've just the last quarters haven't been their their pick you would say but, well
0: last quarters or first quarters they either yeah. start slow like, or finish slow like.
2: yeah so um, I, I think one South should win but history can
0: uh, well, that's yeah. the thing, isn't it? Yeah. If it's a close game, Ludo will probably play on that. But are we all TV one turner south? Yeah, it's at one honestly. It's south. No, it's at Ludo. Ludo. It's Sorry.
1: at the LSO. So, I wonder how much they'll enjoy the,
0: the skinny ground. Similar, of similar. to be honest, they're pretty similar grounds. Yeah. I like the LSO. Lillardale's maybe a bit yeah. longer than one turner south. Yeah. I think, yeah,
1: uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Ludo did win, but Turn south Again, so
0: we're three from three here. Montrose and Bayswater. So Montrose, they don't like I said before at the top of the show, they don't need a win. They just need Croydon to lose. But it would definitely help <laughs> to win because you don't want to fall into finals. You want to get into finals, don't you, Blake? There's a, those two words are very different. And obviously, if Croydon do pull one out of the fire, beating Bayswater means that there's nothing Croydon can do to stop Montrose having a chance at it.
2: Yeah, it's it, it's a big game. Um, that's for sure for, for the club. Uh, personally, they've got a 2012 reunion happening on for our reserves. So, uh, big day that one. And like as you touched on, just win. I think that's really the the only message. And
0: Bayswater did beat them last time. Yeah, but it was Joel two 250th. Yes,
2: yeah, but Blake,
0: there's it's been plenty of, of milestones that have been lost. Yeah.
2: Billy Schilling's 200th game. We, we had a good win there. Yeah, again,
0: you used two examples. <laughs> I think I, Bayswater, they sort of, I don't know, they might – it wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if Montrose won't come for you because Bayswater, like I said, there's two rounds left. They can't make finals. I think mm. they finish with a trip to East Ringwood or something like that, or they host for East Ringwood. I'm not, yeah. not entirely sure. East Ringwood
2: hosts Bayswater. Do they in the East last round? Yep. So
0: yep. It, it's it's sort of um, one of those ones where it's like a, a Bayswater just is a queue in the rack time. But we'll see because they, they might, again, I might be underselling their players oh. and, and what they're playing for.
1: I reckon they. You know, I wouldn't mind getting a, a seventh win of the yeah, season. A seventh
0: win puts them in a nice recruiting position. Yeah, it definitely does. And uh, whilst,
1: you know, yeah, it's a bit of a dead rubber for them, I think they'll they'll get up for it. But, yeah, just Montrose, the Troas have been in really good form in the, uh, well, last couple of rounds. Yeah, they've been I,
0: impressive. Yeah. Then once south has taken both sides a while, but they are starting to to click a little bit and and to be honest, the way it sits, I expect Montrose to, to get fifth spot, the way Croydon are playing and the way Montrose are playing. But it wouldn't – again, but we thought that about this time when they played Bayswater um, and Bays – this time, we thought that the last time they played Bayswater and Bayswater beat them. So regardless of whose 250th it is, Bayswater will have some happy memories. Of playing the Demons. And then the final one is Mitchum and Beaconsfield. Uh, I think Jake Perinti did a kick, what was it, nine last time he played Beaconsfield or something like that. He kicked a bag. Uh, oh, got, seven. Seven. He's got close to, I think he's got 63 goals or something like that this year or close mm-hmm. to. Um, the Tigers. Off. So the Tigers win in, they'll lock away double chance because even if Oney South or Croydon win, um, Mitchum will play up a goal in the last round. Their percentage is the best. So even if Oney yep. South win both those games, Mitchum should be able to pull away and get the double chance in the last round. But Beaconsfield... Are better than I think Mitchum smacked them last time. Bigsfoot are better than that.
2: Yeah, well, you know they 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 games so like
0: Beacon yeah. To, no, I, I think yeah. they posted yeah. uh, later earlier this week. I I read it sorry in the Packenham Gazette article that um you know that Mick was saying there's only been two games all year where they've been blown out of the water and not been yeah. in it, and it's the Mitchum game. And I reckon even. The Montrose game most recently, really, because yeah. that, that, their performance against East Ringwood and Murabak have mm. sort of been the last quarter that the two sides pull away from them. Yeah, so it's it's a it's a weird one. For, as much as they're third last, they are that side that, they're, they're, like you said, they're always in games.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. Like you know, I don't think their position shows where they are at. Like, think, incre- yeah. if we
0: take out the top two though, it's an incredibly tight division. 100 percent. So yeah. you know, if if it, if East Ringwood and Murabak weren't there, and it was an 18 comp. It know, would be, be tight, yeah. It, it, it would be tight. Anyone. Like it, it, anyone it, yeah. it, you would go in, you wouldn't, you would be able to throw a blanket over anyone down, yeah. down to, down to not, uh, seventh. So, um, unfortunately, though, for those bottom eight teams, Eastern and Roebuck are in the division. Um, but, yeah, we're all to be Mitchum. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for the shootout between Matthew Johnson and Jake Parenti as well. Johnson coming off at 12. Um, 12 goals. Quite a miraculous performance, let's just put it that Even though, you know, 12 goals is no mean feat, and I reckon he'll be. Looking to get another big back here against Mitchum. So, but yeah, they're just too strong, the Tigers, and again, looking to get that momentum heading into finals. Absolutely.
0: We're going to go to a break here on the Deakin University Weekend Forecast. When we come back, the bottom two divisions where we uh, look at Wavy Blues and Donvale and then see whether Surrey Park and Kilsyth can lock in their finals fortunes. He's about 40 out. He's going to have to. He's going to play on, run around, give himself some room. Set sail for home. Samuel Hart. Yes. He's got it. Back to four points. What a good goal that was. The Red Jackets are up and about 9-7. Welcome back to the Deakin University weekend forecast into part three of this Friday preview. We're down in Division Three, Waverly Blues and Domvale. So, two weeks ago, Josh, I was very excited by the prospect of this game. You know, I thought Domvale would match up pretty well with the Blues at full strength, you know, with players back, kicking some goals. But this last fortnight's really dampened, dampened my excitement. You know, Waverly have continued on their merry way, and Domvale's like, last two weeks have been poor. You know, and they kicked the, they've kicked kicked 11 goals, 20 in games against the relegated Glenn Waverley and a Gully side, who I know they, you know, said they finally escaped relegation, but they were pretty safe. So long, like, <laughs> it's they should Bell should have been putting teams these those two teams away um, comfortably, and then he scraped home against a team that's down and got pretty comfortably beaten at home by a side that has, I would say, nothing to play for. Well,
1: you know, I'd say Gully... Fintrigally- they would have had a little bit to play for just built again building towards 2023 hoping to you know potentially keep some players around for them but yeah they they have been really disappointing these last couple of weeks hopefully your training kevin collins has prioritized prioritized goal kicking just cuz the amount of behinds they have been
0: inaccurate there haven't they you, yeah. you, we, you look at the side so that's just you know they're, they're not quite at full strength again you would say Don there's always just one player missing. Uh, we, we were actually out there, Blake, last time, Waver Blues and Don and Ethan Duncan actually had a really impressive game as the sort of makeshift full forward. But Williamson kicked nine, the Waver Blues were just too quick for them through the midfield. That, it, it just seemed too fit. Uh, once the ball got on the outside, there was nothing Don could do mm. about it.
2: Nah, the, like, as you said, yeah, we were at the game, and, you know, I was expecting a good game, like looking at the ladder wise, but. That game was just, yeah, that we covered wasn't the the greatest, uh, you know. It was one-sided, that's for sure. But things have definitely changed. But Donvale's last fortnight, as we touched on, has been pretty out of sight, like to be fair. So um, I can see Donvale winning this game. But I think with a class of Waverly Blues, you would have to go with them. I can't see you, like, feeding an outsider saying um, that, you know, you can't see Waverley winning because of their form against Coltrane uh, last Saturday, which was very impressive. Like, um, But, yeah, looking forward to the, to this contest. And um, I, I reckon, you know, we could maybe get the margin a little bit closer than what it was last time, that's for sure.
0: It wouldn't be very hard, given, given what it was last time, but... <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, Josh. I can't say Waverley losing this no. one. And if Donvale lose this one, that they'll forfeit any chance of getting a double chance. So yeah. as much as Warren Dyke should get there anyway with their run home, a loss here means that Warren Dyke really <laughs> won't miss unless Fair Park do them a favour. So yeah, unfortunately for Donvale, with all their star power, the form they're in you, at the moment, you would expect Coltrane to beat them. I know they play each other in the in the last round, so we could get them playing each other two weeks in a row. But yeah, it's. It's not a good yeah. time to drop off.
1: No, it definitely isn't. You know, I think that extra motivation, knowing that they have that double chance to play for, might, yeah, motivate them and into performing out of their skin, Stompfell. But, yeah, whilst, you know, Nick Murphy and Zach Hay weren't playing last time, they're listed here, that could prove to be a bit of a difference. But, yeah, from what I saw from the coldstream Overly Blues game, even not, they weren't at their best, the Blues, I reckon, and... Yeah, they still managed to still managed to get the victory, and I don't think it's
0: going to be Waverly well, Blues. Always keep telling us they're not at their best, but you have to assume at one point that what yeah. we're seeing is their best. I don't think they were at their best last week. Thought the Donvale game they were pretty impressive. The, the one thing is, Coldstream did when they roughed them up a little bit, Blake. It it did affect Waverley. and and because the, you look across their team, they're they're fit, they're like they're they're fast, they're young. So sometimes we'll try to sort of you know not beat them up, but you know what I mean, like try to rough them up a little bit. And there was periods where Coldstream got a bit physical and then Waverley, I think they gave away a goal from a um, reversal of yep. a free kick. Yep. There was a couple of moments where they just lost their cool a little bit. So I don't think Donvale have the ability to do that, but it's something for Waverley to watch out for.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, if you if you want to... See what what triggered uh, Waverley last week. Definitely watch the tape from uh, last week, that's for sure. And I think Tom Langford, I think about uh, half-time, he actually pulled his team across and he might have said a few words to him about
0: the way they played. Quarter time he wasn't happy with the way they played. That's
2: the one, yep. So... I think yeah if you want if you want to expose Waverley Blues, maybe bring that little bit of fire into the mm-hmm. game and hopefully spark you know a couple of them because they might... Uh, come out
0: oh, yeah, yeah absolutely So, but yeah. we're, all tippling, we're, all tippling. Waverly. we're all tipping we're all tipping we're all tipping all over the shop today Waverley uh,
2: Waverly, you know, Waverly yeah. Our yeah tipping
0: hasn't <laughs> no it hasn't we've all been well Spot it on. might be all, we might all be wrong we're going <laughs> down together <laughs> yeah. uh, Scores being and Whitehorse so if Whitehorse win all the attention turns to Fair Park scores me next week, where it's a straight mm. playoff, which we sort of want again for narrative. But Waddle's haven't won away from home all year, Josh.
1: No, they're not going to win away from home here. I reckon. I just, yeah, their away record it is pretty poor, and I hate saying that just because. Yeah, I'd like to see Fair Park stay up, and I'd hate to see scores we go down because they did have had a pretty promising season, I have to say, but. Yeah, this is this is this is definitely a big game, plenty on the line for both. But I just think, yeah, the away record of Whitehorse, it, it's going to let them down once more.
2: Yeah, big over deal at Scoresby. I can't see the mag, Magpies uh, losing this one. And as we touched on, I think Whitehorse lose this. I think they've got Fair Park next week. Is it?
0: No. So Whitehorse, the uh, last one is Venture So it's okay. Whitehorse yeah. are safe. They they yeah. won last week. They can't be relegated because. Well, they could, but Fair Park would have to win this week against Warrinock, which I don't think they will. So, Whitehorse yeah. are pretty much yeah. safe yeah, um, yeah. with 20 points and their percentage is much better than Fair Park's. But if Scoresby lose, the percentage won't matter because the winner of Fair Park, Scoresby, will stay up. So, that's why the narrative is there. But I think, yeah, Whitehorse would have to – well, it would be a big for them if they did it though, Josh, because they get six wins on the board um, and also they'd win one away from home. So, yeah. Yeah, there, there is a little bit to play for there for Whitehorse. Um just because the, you you don't want to be going into next and year not having I think. They've won yeah. one away game since the start yeah. of 2021 and that was against Fair Park last year where yeah. it was straight kicking the goal. And they, and they
1: want to get into a decent, you know, recruiting position like some of the other sides in higher divisions like your, like your base mm. waters. And well,
0: and it will open up a little bit again because if Oakley District coming down, they're not going to replace the Waverly Blues, are they? No. And if Waverly go up as we expect, that sort of takes the dominant side out of it and all of a sudden, again, the finals yeah. open up for a team like Whitehorse. I know Sylvan uh, Boyd, or position, sorry, to come up, but... Again, again, Whitehorse wouldn't be as threatened by them as others. So no. They could be yeah. threatened
1: by Surrey, I'd say. That's a debate for another day. I reckon they'd be threatened. In terms
0: of recruiting, I mean in terms of the division would open up. Yeah. In I terms reckon- of at the moment, Wavy Blues are running away with it. Um, so if you replace them with Oakley, Whitehorse, all of a sudden, their finals prospects become a lot stronger, especially if yeah. they go into the, the end of the year, like you're saying, with six wins under their belt and finally breaking that away, who to, yeah, definitely, but I just don't think that You don't can. think it's going to happen, though? I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to tip Whitehorse. There you go. We'll have a bit of a differential. There we go. I, ch- I think our tip scores will be initially, but I'm going to change my tip to Whitehorse because just because I want, A, that chance for Fair Park to to pull one out of the fire, but also we'll back the back the pioneers in and, and have a bit of a difference uh, between us. French and Coldstream, um, it's Furniture chance, again, to help Warrandyte lock in the top two, um, and it's, a, again, a weird one because if they can keep winning these games, they will go into next year buoyed with confidence, knowing that they've probably got everyone's measure. It's just that they took seven weeks to start the season. Um, But Coldstream, they'll be looking to keep their top two hopes alive and also bounce back a little bit because you don't want to be heading into finals because they've got Donvale next week, Blake. We've been talking about it a lot um, today. The momentum's so important, especially for a side that's going to have to play an illumination final most likely. So they don't want to head into next week's game against Donvale off the back of two losses.
2: Yeah, but... You, you know, about Fenetree Gully as well, I'll go to touch into them first. They're, they're kind of a bit the scalpers, really. Like, even though they're not making finals, like, they knocked over Dunvale last week. Um, it's cold. But I think, really, as well, for culture and sake as well, like, um, they just need to keep, yeah, as Matt tapped on, they just need to keep momentum flying high. Oh, yeah, the, get back yeah. on it. They're, yeah.
1: sh- they're shaping that top four. French Gully and yeah. it could potentially happen this week although based again from what I saw last week I don't think yeah I think Coldstream could be one of the bigger threats to to Waverly Blues this season uh, this you know come finals so I reckon yeah they should they should get up here.
0: Who'd you tip like? Cougars Coldstream. Yeah I yeah, tip French Gully think I think French Gully are probably the second best team in it they just took too long. <laughs> to get going. They've got Luke McComb in that back on the side now. They're playing good footy at Wally true. So I'll go for and Fair Park. So if Fair Park win this, actually, you know, they'd probably become favourites to stay up. Yep. Um, but Dot uh, should win. It's at Warren Dyke. They should get another hundred plus score on the board and, you know, start getting some consistency into their football ahead of um, a likely semi final date with the Waverley Blues. Are we all in agreement that the Bloods will win this one? Yep.
2: Yep. I reckon fifty plus.
0: Fifty plus. There you go, Blakey. And we'll jump into division four now. Scoop's favourite division. We'll start with Forest Hill and Surrey Park. So last week's loss means now that Forest Hill have to beat Surrey Park to stay in fourth spot, come the end of the year, or they'll need Croydon North to beat Kilsyth on the last last day, um, because points are the same and the percentage is like one percent in favor of Forest Hill. And given Kilsyth play Nana and Croydon North, um, they'll get percentage won't really matter. They should get to thirty two. So Forest Hill would have to win this game against Surrey, but Surrey have a lot to play for too. Because if they win, um, I know they play Sylvan in the last round, but Chernside play their last game of the year, home and away season that is tomorrow, um, and given it's against Sylvan you don't see Surrey Park losing enough percent to drop into third if they can get the win tomorrow. So, yeah. a lot on the line for both these sides. I think Surrey Park should win pretty comfortably, even though it's at Forest Hill.
1: Uh, I think so, yeah. And a couple of weeks ago, it was James Kimworthy's first game as well on the as coach of Surrey, and they absolutely, literally pants the Zebras out there. And, yeah, I don't think they won't mind, you know, playing out of Forest Hill Reserve there. They're getting momentum, and that's what we've been talking about. Getting momentum is key. They haven't lost since Ken, since Kenworthy has come in as, in as interim coach, and they're getting, you know, players back. Cal Garvin, Sam Naidu, Zach Tempany, the cup captain, is coming back into the lineup. So it's almost that full strength just missing Matt Pollock, and they've got a full-time Ruckman as well, Jacob Jacob Woodfall, playing instead of Jarrah. That's Abiru, important. That, yeah. like
0: they... Did they have... When we watched him I think they had one Ruckman. Yeah,
1: it was Aburu, I think, who played. No, no,
0: Aburu. Well, it didn't Ruck. He played four pocket. It might have been Woodfall that did it by himself. Um, or there was someone else. I can't remember. Off the top of my head.
1: Yeah, so, you know, they're they're finding they're finding that momentum and getting back to full strength, which will be key, especially, you know, in their last game against Sylvan and come finals where they'll most likely play Well, they've Sylvan. got an
0: opportunity if they were to somehow beat Sylvan again to actually probably go in as favourites. Mm. given that the bigger ground, it might be Sylvan's tonight, But we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves there. But yeah. Surrey to win this one. Blake, you can't yeah. see Forest Hill winning it?
2: Yeah, I think Surrey. So, and I think they've really – I think they've beaten all the top four sides as well. So They've, be, they've yeah. beaten they've everyone run in yeah. the division yeah.
0: now after being yeah. transferred.
2: So, so you, they're doing some really good touch at the moment, and it's good to see. But, yeah, I do see uh, Surrey to win. Probably five goals, I reckon.
0: Forest Hill, of course, though, they're – <laughs> an, an enigma. Keep using that word today because they beat Churnside by hundred points and then lost to Kilsyth. So you know, <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> you never know.
0: You never know. You never know. They could produce another fifteen goal first half. Kilsyth and Wadding. Kilsyth just have to do the business here, Blake, don't they? 100%. They get to if they do what they need to do or do what they should do in these last two weeks. They'll finish on thirty two points. We expect Forest Hill to lose tomorrow. Percentage won't come into it. They'll be in finals, and from there they'll be hoping they play Churnside. Well, or sorry, they've beaten both of. Well, they've beaten Surrey, and they got close to Churnside the first time they played them. So. You know, who knows? But for them, two weeks, two wins.
2: Yep, definitely for sure. And I think it's the first time since 2015. Yeah. I think
0: fifteen they made the grand final yeah. against Warrandyte and yeah. since then haven't made the final. Yeah,
2: so I think it's it's big for them as well to make a return to uh, September. So really good to see by Killstuff and, yeah, it's a touch on. They just need to keep winning like they've got. Well,
0: they shouldn't lose. If they miss finals this year, it'll either be Forest Hill have produced a miracle well, not a miracle, because they could beat Surrey, but you know what I mean? Mm. Or Kilsoth have somehow lost to Croyd North or Wadding. Yeah. And we saw them play Croyd North. They're a much better side than them.
2: Yeah. So, you, you, you expect Kilsoth. Unfortunately, for Forest Hill's sake, uh, fortunately, they might might not make it. I think they've got... Uh, no,
0: so Forest Hill got yeah. Surrey and Wadding, like yeah. I said, but... Yeah. Um, mm. If yep. they lose to Surrey, all Kilsoth have to do is win. They don't even need to yep. win big. So, so, I think Kilsoth yeah. will get, yep. definitely get number Kilsoth, one.
2: Yeah, I reckon they'll lock it in. Yeah, yeah,
1: I reckon Kilsoth will get fourth.
0: So, Churnside and Sylvan is the last game. Now, on paper, Sylvan last time won this game by about 180 points. So, I know it's at Churnside, but both times they've won pretty comfortably against Churnside. The real story, though, is Kimton needs six goals to get to 100. Will it happen, Blake? He kicked 11 11- Last time they played, I think.
2: Oh, it's. A, it, oh. <laughs> I've got. What's that word? Well, that it, it,
0: if it, so, he needs six. Let's say the margin gets out to forty points halfway through the second quarter. Yes, they are. He's standing in the goal square, and people are just finding a way to give him the footy. I, I think.
2: I reckon it would be like I don't like we don't really like touching off that AFL, but I reckon it would be like the Buddy Franklin. How we kicked the 1000 they would just trying to kick to me
0: yeah, yeah but i don't yeah. know if they'll be in oh yes i yeah. think yeah sorry they'll that be would, yes they'll yeah. be Kimden-centric. i thought you yeah. were going to say how many people would would uh, run the field at Kimberley. I don't even <laughs> well, think there'll be enough there nah, to make that a No, I don't event. think so
2: either because the rooms are still down. So, yeah, but when I, we were
0: there for Churnside, sorry, how many people do you reckon were there, Josh? 100?
1: 250
0: Yeah, You, you reckon
1: there was less I, than that? I, I don't think... It wasn't the biggest crowd mainly because, yeah, of those... Constru- of those Construction rooms. and
0: then... Yeah. But Sylvan so, it's relatively local.
2: Yeah, but I, I, think, I It's a hard one, but yeah, as you touched on, if Sylvan are up by a fair margin, then I do think so. But if it's... Slightly, but yeah. even
0: if it's close, he's still their key forward. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I what don't do know. I, I think you will get it. I think you get it. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think they've clearly shown their better than chance So their averaging winning margins is like a hundred. Yeah. So I reckon after half time, if they're home, yeah, Trent Martin will be going Right. Let's isolate him. You know, <laughs> and and we'll see what we can do. I think. I think yeah. he definitely gets there. I, well, and he'll get there. He'll get there before the end of the year because they've still got one more game. Uh, yeah.
1: I. I'd love him. To, uh, I'd love him to do it potentially at Surrey so I can get down there, take the yeah. week off, com- take the week off commentary,
0: and record the moment. But oh. well, we're sending Jaguar Media. Out there. Ahoy, yeah, Jag- Jaguar Media. will get getting yep. him out there, and Davis this week. Yep. So hopefully he does not yeah. this week for I my hope- sake. I've already got two people there. <laughs>
1: um, I think it will happen though. He just yeah. he, he did kick four at Kimberley earlier in the season but yeah he's
0: just been yeah but they weren't handballing it to him in the goals well, square yeah, that time
2: does <laughs> Silver play in the home game or was no that, no they're at Surrey
0: next week oh, yeah. okay. yep.
2: oh no that. Uh, yeah That's next Surrey. week Yeah, yep. so
1: I think it will happen though I
0: think it will alright there you go so the incredible podcast where we've all basically agreed with each other the whole time uh, let's go to the Oracle oh here we go here we go finally <laughs> Premier Division he's got Ball 109 de- defeating Doncaster he's 107 so <laughs> That's a great game, but that's tick. Blake just Blake just assumes the oracle is going to be correct. Doesn't realise <laughs> it's just a media team member producing these numbers. South Corrin to beat Vermont handily. Norwood to beat Park by two goals. Blackburn to beat Barrick. Roville to pump Noble Park by uh, ten goals. I don't think that'll be the margin. And then Doncaster to beat North Ringwood by ten points. So is is Blake,
1: the oracle right, bad?
0: N- well, it might be. Man, there's a, there's a clue. Division One: East Ringwood by eighty-seven over Upper Gully, Moorabank by fifty over Croydon, Lauderdale by three points over Wanty South. So clearly bought into that factor. of Wanty South struggling the bogey site. Uh, Montrose to beat Bayswater comfortably, and Mitcham to beat Beaconsfield by two points. 88 to 86, so clearly backing the Eagles uh, to produce something there. Ringwood to beat Knox. The Basin to lose to Templestowe by three points. Heathmont to beat East Burwood, South Belgrave to beat Boronia and Mulgrave to beat Oakley. So a couple of curveballs in there in Division Two. He's backing Heathmont in. Thank, uh, thank heaven, Spider's not here. Well, know. exactly. We get, the podcast would still be going if we heard that Spider going <laughs> no, a ten, no. ten, ten minute tirade <laughs> against the Oracle. He's not a fan of the Oracle anyway, is he, Spider? No, he's he's not, not a big fan he's of the not Oracle. No. He doesn't <laughs> does not back the Oracle no. in. Uh, Division Three: Waverley to beat Donvale by ten goals. Whitehorse overscores me by five goals. Coltrane by nine points over Furniture Goalie and Warrandyte to beat Fair Park by five goals. And then down in Division 4, Forest Hill to beat Surrey Park by four points the Oracle. Ooh. So the Oracle's backing in a last day sort of percentage off between Forest Hill and Kilsyth, because he's got Kilsyth betting and there, and he's got Sylvan by 67 points. So you would assume somewhere yeah. in there Lee Kibden's got his six majors yeah. to get to 100 goals for the season. Uh, gentlemen, thank you once again for joining me. Uh, on the Deacon Uni weekend forecast. Now, in terms of this show, ladies and gentlemen, we'll, of course, be here next week. And then once finals hit, we're not sure what's going to happen. This will all just depend on times and appearances and, and how busy everyone is. But uh, we will give you plenty to work across the E F N L Podcast Presents Network over the finals anyway. Uh, but, Blake, Josh... It's always been a pleasure.
1: Always a pleasure, and yeah, great that it was just the three of us Exactly, a
0: nice little yeah, quaint one. So, yeah, for yeah. everyone else, enjoy yeah, your weekend of the down. footy, and we'll talk Wignall, to you soon. got it. Can he get a handball away? He's going to burst away. He's going to run to 50. Low ball to the top of the goal square, McCormack! Oh, no! He pulled it in! Oh, he no. pulled it in! Oh, Wignall! He got through the Acosta Harvey tackle. Oh, no! Took a few paces, and then speared it to load to McCormack. He's been good all day, Billy. He started the day with an almost hanger. Kicked the, kick yeah. the side for right in front of us. Billy can make it make a name for himself. Billy go be a hero. Oh, I think man. they want him to be one now, Brad. 15 meters out. Billy McCormick's kick it! Oh, you'll be Gold there. in front. 28 minutes.